Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card, issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. Want to learn a new language? And who doesn't? Well, experience immersive lessons from the most trusted language app, Rosetta Stone. You know you keep telling yourself you want to learn a new language. The true accent feature even gives feedback on your pronunciation so you can speak the language like a native. Find lessons as short as 10 minutes, making it easy for you to learn anytime, anywhere. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Star Talk Radio listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash startalk today. I'm Gary O'Reilly. And I'm Chuck Knight. And this, of course, is Playing Playing With with Science. Science. Today, we literally have a stellar cast of guests, starting with Julius Irving, a.k.a. Dr. J, accompanied by none other than NBA legend Rashid Wallace. And, of course, we must thank the good people of Nike and Converse, who allowed unparalleled access to their athletes during the Art of Champions event, so we could bring you what is truly a unique show. Yes, and rounding out our galaxy of superstars, our supernovas, we're going to have Neil deGrasse Tyson and... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the leading all-time scorer of the NBA, as they sit down and talk about the indefensible shot, the skyhook. Oh, yeah, you're not going to want to miss that. Um, This will also be a show where you might find you are handed not just the keys to success in the NBA playoffs, but in life itself. Oh, yes, stay tuned for that one. You're going to miss that. And guess what? (laughs) This is only the first of a two-part mini-series featuring not just NBA superstars, but also the tech on and within your favorite basketball shoes. Yes. And I'm sure you've got them. And the cool thing is that, so this, we're bringing you this show and it's going to be a little bit different because we're, this is like our first clip show. Yeah. Because we... We, we were let out. We were, yeah. we were let out of the studio. We were let out of the studio. And we went to Nike's uh, Art of the Champion. Uh, it was an event where they, uh, they debuted 16 yeah. different shoes for the playoffs, for the 2018 NBA playoffs. For all of our listeners out there who are thinking this show is sponsored by Nike and or Converse, It is not. Uh, The Art of Champion was an opportunity for us to go and grab some time with NBA legends and, of course, for Chuck to have an undiluted, unapologetic Philly loving. That's right. So that's why we really did it. Forget Nike. We actually did it so I could meet Dr. J because, you know, I mean, aside from the restraining order. Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Apart from meeting 
those NBA legends, icons, superstars, in the case of Dr. J, I mean, he's in everyone's conversation for one of the best ever. Yeah. Um, we got to get down into the tech because there's a whole range from old school shoes yeah. up into the now. And then with John Garner from Converse, who's yeah. one of their global product managers, gives us a little sneak peek oh. into what could well what? be coming up. But that show too. Yeah, that is Don't so get too. carried away because yeah. this show is all about the legends. And but the uh, game has changed so much oh, because man. of the tech. Yeah. Uh, but the cool thing is we got to talk to the people who made the game what it is. And uh, I guess, what are we starting with? Or a clip from um, Dr. J? Yeah. yeah. Uh, got to go with the big guy. Julius Irving. Dr. J. It's an undiluted Philly loving, and we make no apologies. Roll the clip. Before we begin, let me just say, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm from Philadelphia. Uh, this man right here is royalty, uh, not just in the city of Philadelphia, not just in the game of basketball, but uh, as a gentleman among gentlemen, Dr. J is just the cream of the crop. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. J. Right, appreciate that tribute. Oh, without a doubt, man, without a doubt. Well deserved and well earned. I, I know you're a humble guy, but I still gotta say this. So you are the Michael Jackson of basketball, okay? Jackson. You are the Michael Jackson of basketball. Yeah. When you listen to music today, I don't yeah. care if it's Chris Brown or Bruno Mars yeah. or uh, Justin Timberlake, you yeah. hear Michael Jackson. Yeah. When you look at these he was guys, a great influence. he was an influence. That was James Brown. Right. That's right. right. So when you look at these guys' games today, the young guys that are on the court today, mm -hmm. okay, there is no Michael Jordan without Dr. J. There is no LeBron James without Michael Jordan. Do you see your influence on the game, honestly? Well, I do. Yeah, particularly in a transition game, and, and 80 percent of the game is transition. Yes. So, uh, guys having the confidence to uh, to to come in transition and attack the basket. I mean, obviously, I, I see the whole ABA. Uh, associated with uh, yes. today's game, uh, with the three-point shot That's being right. what it is since it was invented over there. That's right. uh, you know, I, I never ran down the court and then ran to the three-point line. <laughs> or whatever, it was always trying to, you know, be first uh, to the hoop and getting there before the defense sets up. If not, then, you know, we'd, we'd evolve into uh, whatever we were going to do next, you know, our set offense. But but I, but I see it. And when I watch Kyle, Kawhi Leonard play, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I see it. Uh, Kevin Durant, to a degree, when he's attacking the basket, you know, can never shoot like him. Um, and a handful of guys who, who just uh, have that creativity. See, what was interesting for me is you go straight to a musical reference and mix it all in with, with sport. And Dr. J goes, yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it. I love it. But like, you see, there was no arrogance. No. He it was knew, matter of fact. Yeah, he knew what he meant to the game and how he's left his footprint. Absolutely, yeah. And I love the fact that he said Kevin Durant, because a lot of people don't, you know, when they look at yeah. Dr. J's game, they immediately think Michael Jordan, you know, and of course Michael Jordan was influenced by Dr. J. But um, I love the fact that he said Kevin Durant, the way he attacks the basket. And at the time, Dr. J was without a doubt the most exciting basketball player in the league. I mean, mm. there was nobody who was doing the kind of stuff that he was doing. And uh, then you look at, you know, you look at the Sixers today, which, you know, by the way, of course. You will. Uh, yes, I will. <laughs> um, but you, you have a young guy by the name of Ben Simmons who kind of mm. moves and has a court awareness and presence like Dr. J. But I have to say that I was completely, I was fanboying out when. Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah. I, no, this is a guy who was, uh, when I was a kid, watching 
basket. He was the guy. Yeah. You know, and then I'm standing And here, he's in your town. And he's in my town, and he was, like, the best basketball player ever at the time. And you're standing there, and you're like, oh, man. I'm standing there. I felt like I was 12, to be honest. You know, I, I kind of felt like, I'm surprised that my voice wasn't like this. Oh, my God, I'm talking to Dr. J. Hi, Dr. J. You, you know, they, they always say, never meet your heroes. Yeah. But you, I, I got a feeling watching you coming away from that interview and going, do you know what? It was good he did. Yeah. Because he was everything that you wanted to be and more. You know, straight up. And, you, you know, you say don't, they say don't meet your heroes because a lot of times you'll just be disappointed, you yeah. know? Because people are people. But Dr. J is not a person. Uh-huh. He is a god. That's right. <laughs> a basketball god. Okay? Oh, All right. Enough, enough out of me on that. <laughs> what I loved, what I loved was said, I never ran down the court and stopped at the three-point line. Right. I went all the way. I went all the way to the hoop, and that was my thing. Yeah. And it wasn't a case that he just wanted to make a point. He just got a real excitement off of thumping that ball through the rim. Absolutely, man. You know, um, penetration was his game mm. and improvisation. So uh, those two things together, he he really changed the game, you know. Well, let's let's talk to, uh, to Dr. J again. I mean, you had a follow-up question, um, this time about the three-pointer. Let's check it out. When you look at the way the three-pointer has changed the game today, and you said, and you're right, you never ran down and stopped in the ABA and mm-hmm. took a three. And I think that penetration led to a lot of improvisation with you. Mm. Do you see a greater proliferation of that in the game or a lessening of that? Well, I see, I see the guys having to have that as part of their package. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to have the ability to get your own shot. Uh, nobody's going to just set you up all day. I mean, well, Philly kind of sets up uh, J.J. Redick yes. uh, all day, but he still has times where, you know, he gets the ball, he's got to make a move uh, to get his shot off or, or to continue to play. So so there's no such thing as, you know, the, the 100% role player. Yeah. I mean, right. everybody has to have some skill development and, and then some sort of uh, physical and mental toughness to get somebody off you. Yeah. To get somebody off you. See, what, what, he's, what he's saying there is, is, a, is kind of a sportsman's code. You've got to learn to burn your opponent. Right. Right? You've you got to learn the whatever move it is to shake that man off. Now, you may shake him off the first time, but he, he's read that. Right. So you come, with a, you come with the same package. So now he's hip to your game. Oh, baby. How's that work in soccer? I mean, in football. Same thing. Well, football, soccer. So, no, your, so, your football. The, 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 <laughs> the principles are the same. Because you now you're now playing this sort of pitcher batsman one on one, you've got it. It's that it's that shootout scenario where right. okay, you think you got me? Let's see. Think again. Yeah, gone this way, that way, and that's where some players are one-handed, very predictable, and then the other players work on the fact that you think they're one-handed and very predictable. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you know yeah. the funny thing is that you know well he talked about sometimes. Philly might set up J.J. Reddit. Mm. Uh, but I say throughout the NBA right now, teams are running plays specifically to get somebody to shoot a three, you know, and I see it all the time. Even guys like James Harden uh, at Houston, he's, uh, you know, this guy is one of the – I think he's the MVP for this year, but he is definitely one of the most dangerous players in the paint, one of the most uh, dangerous players when it comes to uh, being in an open court yeah. and shaking somebody for penetration. But you'll see them run plays to get him out back to the three-point line, and he'll drain a three with no problem. I mean, I've got to I just, love it, by the way. Yeah. So the thing is, I'll tell you something interesting. A lot of football coaches are big basketball fans. 
because there's replication of uh, a basketball defense in a tight area mm -hmm. with lit little bits of movement. And what will happen is they'll try and overload, mm -hmm. distort, yes. create a break. They'll set something up for maybe the third man to come in and complete. Oh, cool. So this, this same thing happens in football as it does on the court. And s football coaches are very in tune with elements like that that they see replicating their game. So it's, it's no surprise to see that sort of thing setting itself up just... Boom, boom, boom. It might be the fifth pass, it might be the sixth, or it might be the third pass, but it's done very, very tightly and with intent. Yeah. Definitely. And you see a lot more. It kind of looks like basketball today, when you look at the, the, the way the three-point has changed the game, I think it's changed the game in that um, teams look more like the Globetrotters now than ever before. There's a lot of passing going on, yeah. and you see guys, like the reason why they're moving the ball around so much is because they want somebody to be open and try and shoot a three. It works, and then all of a sudden you'll find it becomes pattern recognition, and I will have a room, a darkened room, so where's a darkened room, full of analysts, mm -hmm. right? and they'll sit there and they'll say, once you see pass one, two, you know where three, four, five is going to go mm -hmm. because all of the pattern recognition they have seen over and over and over again when they analyze opponents. So what happens then is you know. So you're starting to set yourself up to break that down and then they'll come away from three points and maybe we'll go back to the Dr. J, I'm taking it to the hoop. Right. And it, it's, it's an evolution within the sport, an evil, a natural progression. You do one thing, we come and adapt. That's and true. We'll, we won't just survive, we'll then eat you. And what you're saying right there just makes, for me, makes the game so much more exciting because it brings an unpredictability to the game that, you know, when you're watching as a fan, mm. uh, it, it gives you that, what I call that, ow! That that's that's a that's a that's a that's an actual um, um, technical term that I'm I, not sure I've ever had that, that. coin. It's a technical sports term. It's okay. called the ow factor, and, that, and that's what happens when you uh, when you watch a play that's so good. You there are no words. All you can do is go. Ow! I'm not sure where that sound comes from in my body, and I'm not sure I want to know. <laughs> anyway, right, let's get back to the NBA icon, shall we? And this time, yeah, big guy, Rashid. Wallace. Um, another yeah, Philly dude. Another Philly dude. Can't escape them. Right, let's check this out and see what the big man had to say. Oh, before we do, before we do, to do this interview, Chuck had to stand on a wooden block that was two feet tall. Yes, he did. Yeah, and I, a lot of fun. I, don't, I don't think I was taller than him once I did that. Just. You know? Yeah, maybe just. Just. We are here with Rasheed Wallace, okay? Uh, if you don't know him, you don't know basketball. That's all there is to it. Uh, one of the most dominating big men in the sport. That's all there is to appreciate it. Stretch it, forward. Uh, troublemaker, apparently. Not, uh, yeah, well. Uh, so, some would say. Some would say. No, that's not. First of all, he's not a troublemaker. He's just from Philly. <laughs> Am I right? Plain and simple. There you plain go. And plain and simple. We actually bring sports and science together on our show. Okay. And, you know, a lot of times, uh, uh, you know, first of all, Gary, Rashid said something that Kareem said that we asked him about. Oh, Remember? Man. Yeah. About the fact that nobody does the sky hook. Oh. Nobody. Most nobody. dominant shot ever in basketball, and I know that much. It, yes, it's definitely yeah. the most dominant and unstoppable shot for the last 50 years in basketball. And you know what he said? It's because it's ugly. That's oh, what Kareem said. It's, it's an ugly shot. Right. So you, you don't know what's coming. It's a long swoop, but it's effective. It's That's a, the thing. It's effective. See, yeah. maybe it's fashionable. Maybe three points right now. Maybe the skyhook's going to return and uh, I hope so. destroy the game again. <laughs> See, the thing is, he's already touched on that point where, yeah, 
it might just make its return because of one simple thing. It was unstoppable. Because there's no other seven foot two dudes hanging around a basketball court anymore, are there? Well, there, there's a, there's a cut like Joel Embiid and that's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, the, there's there's a lot of big a lot of big big guys now. Yeah. So I mean, if they think, what is he, thirty eight something thousand points, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar stuck through the the hoop. Yeah. You're saying to yourself, someone's going to want to go for that. Someone is going to say, that's my aim. Yeah. Well, they're probably going to need a sky hook if they're going to get up there. So therefore, you got a guy. I mean, Dr. J talked about a whole package. Why can't there be a player that just pops up and goes, not only can I skyhook back and three-point, because Kareem didn't, yep. but does the whole thing. So I'm, I'm waiting to see that monster. That's a perfect beast. You know what? What you say makes sense because, I, oh, God, um, Mariano Rivera, who like one of the greatest closers for the Yankees, mm. uh, this is the guy that had one pitch. Okay, <laughs> and guess what? It was so devastating. That's all he needed. Uh, and so, who, who, who's to say that there won't be a player that's just like, all I do is sky hook, but you can't do anything <laughs> about it. That's what I do. I sky hook and nothing else. Yeah. So, all yeah. right, simple rule in sport. Keep it simple. Right, we are going to take our first break. Um, but something Rashid Wallace said about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had us thinking. Our very own Neil deGrasse Tyson sat down with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and when we get back after the break. They'll be breaking down the physics in the unstoppable skyhook. You're not going to want to miss that, are you? Good. See you shortly. Sleep. Grocery shopping. Themselves. Just a few things working moms seldom have time for. And during tax season, you can add taxes to their list. So for all you working moms, make the easy switch to H&R Block and have an expert make easy work of your taxes. H&R Block guarantees your taxes are 100% accurate and your max refund or your money back. Plus, with their no surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even have an H&R Block tax pro do your taxes in a block office or online from the comfort of your own home. Can your current tax guy promise all that? When you're buried under life's to-dos, let the experts at H&R Block stay on top of your taxes with a return that's right on the money and your biggest refund possible. Because tax season after tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Descriptions of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back. I am Gary O'Reilly. And I'm Chuck Nice. And we are playing with science. Yes, before the break, we listening to an interview with uh, Rashid Wallace, the NBA superstar legend, probably a future Hall of Famer, no less. Um, and he talked about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's skyhook. Right, quite simply, we put Neil, our very own astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson, in with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and they broke down the physics behind the unstoppable. When I look at a basketball game, part of me sees it as a physicist does. So there's a ball, it's round, there's a hoop, which is bigger than the ball, and there are all manners of shots that come at it from different angles, different trajectories, and your sky hook, your hand at fully extended, it's got to be like eight or nine feet in the air. I mean, did, did they measure this? When I shot the sky hook, my hand was about between 10 feet and, 10, and 11 feet in the air. Because you're also jumping. Yeah, I'm also jumping. Okay, so now the rim is 10 feet up. Exactly 10 feet. So the ball is basically going down. So the, the physics of this, of course, is the more the ball can just go down, Right. The greater chance it, has. chance it has for going in. Right. So you want to you want to shoot a high arcing shot that drops. That drops. You don't want to just get it to crawl over. Yeah. If it just crawls over, then there's the cross section is changes. Much smaller. Right. Right. I don't people know that. So so you I could take a, this circle and angle it. The cross section to you is smaller now. Right. So you want to get your shot should have a high arc and come straight down. Are you thinking about that physics when you were taking that shot? Because you no, had your physics class. I understood what I wanted to do, so I had all the ballistics and everything worked out. <laughs> what percent of your 38,000 points were skyhook points, would you guess? Hey. I'd say three quarters. Three quarters? Yeah. Ooh. But, you know, I, I learned, everything I learned, uh, you know, had to do with learning the mechanics of the shot. and. Shooting a bow and arrow, because you figure out what the drop is all about, you know, what the arc is all about. And once you get, got that figured out, you can, you, you become a, accurate. You're a marksman at that point. So you're a basketball marksman. You have to be. Well, if you're going to be successful. You know. And I, I led the league in um, field goal percentage a number of years. I think that was really my success to... You know, I had a successful shot that they couldn't block. I, that's what enabled me to endure. I'm an NBA marksman. Yeah. I'm an archer. Yeah. He's, you, you can see why. He's the, the Katniss of the NBA. Yeah. He would punch me if he heard me say that. <laughs> and because he trained with Bruce Lee, it would hurt. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Now you're thinking uh, that's not a good idea. Yeah, not a good guy to get into a fight, right? No. A seven-foot-tall uh, black belt. Ninja. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I mean, the combination of the understanding of the physics and the innate athletic ability plus being seven foot two, that combination is ridiculous. No wonder the endurance yeah. and the fact he's got 38,000 points. You awesome. know, 38,000 points of which he said that three quarters, three quarters of which came from that sky hook. 
Yeah. That's unbelievable. Do you remember the interview when he said, and Neil asked him, and I thought it was a wonderful question, how many three-pointers did you actually hit? And his answer? One. <laughs> yeah. One that he should have never have uh, attempted. And in yeah. his estimation, he said and he, he said, should have. And Neil said to him afterwards, if you'd have missed, what would your teammates have said? Oh, yeah. They'd yeah, have, they'd have been like, it. yeah. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, you might be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but don't be shooting three points. Yeah, exactly. But in today's game, that's – listen. Yeah. You got seven-footers seven footers that are out at the three-point line all the time shooting the ball. So yeah. maybe, maybe in today's game it wouldn't be so, wouldn't be so uh, looked down upon. You know? No, but, I mean, it goes back to Dr. J. And we kind of – all roads lead to Dr. J. You need a player who's a complete package. Right. I need you to be big. I need you to smash it through the hoop. But I need you to pop out in the three-point line and drop some for me. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. All right, let's go on to our next clip. Um, it's that time of the year in the NBA when every bounce, every rebound, and point are meaningful. So who better to ask about succeeding in the playoffs than championship winner himself, Rashid Wallace. Let's check this out. Apart from outscoring another team, is there a secret? Is there a secret to success in the playoffs? Defense. Defense. Simple as? You sound yeah. like an old man. You know that, right? <laughs> you sound like an old man Don't right matter. now. Defense wins championships. Yes, <laughs> defense you're right. and it's possessions. You got you to gotta right. value the possessions more in the playoffs. See, the thing is, you went there so many times, but you didn't win every time. Mm -hmm. Did you use the pain to bounce back? Did you use it to slingshot yourself forward? Oh, or, did, or did it just hurt too much? No, no. I mean, it hurt. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. but. After that hurt comes that anger. Like, man, I don't believe these cats got us out of here. And that fuels you for that next year, for that next season, and for the playoffs. Because during the regular season, it's like, all right, I can't wait. Ooh, I can't wait till we get back in April and May. And then when it comes around, now it's you ready. And you remember that time when it was the shot or you had a turnover or something where you came up on a losing end. You remember that time. What would you prefer to be? Playoff favorite or playoff underdog? Me personally, I'll go with an underdog. Yeah. Philly again. Like it's the underdog. Philly, thing, Philly again. thing again. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Philly thing again. Gotta love the underdog. Yeah. You're gonna wanna have that attitude, that little bit of grit. But it's interesting. All the teams that get knocked out in the playoffs, when they're taking that bus ride out and away from the stadium, do you think they're thinking, what if we'd have just kept possession at that moment? At that minuscule moment in the whole series of maybe three, four, five, seven games. That's why he says, You've got to value the possessions. Mm -hmm. Every single thing. You go through a whole season, a regular season, you might give the ball away. Okay, this is backwards and forwards. There's, there's so many, there's, what, over 200 points on the board by the end of the game. Right. But in the playoffs, you have to protect that ball with your life. It's yeah, amazing. Absolutely. Every possession counts, you know, um, no more so than in the playoffs. And I don't know if the team is thinking that when they're leaving the stadium. I know the fans are, though. You suck. No, I'm joking. No, but the thing, the thing is, <laughs> if all you had that one play, that's all you needed, that one stupid play. I hate you so much. I'm not going to be able to pay my mortgage now. Oh, why did I bet on this game? Oh, I'm sorry. I was just having a flashback. Okay. No more <laughs> flashbacks. But that's it. It's, it's that once you go into the playoff scenario and you're conscious of the fact that every possession is vital, you've got a better chance as a unit of coming out the other side on top. But see, that would screw with my head, man. If I was thinking about every possession, that's, you know, wouldn't that psychologically kind of no. wear on you no, no, as no. a player? Because like, then you turn it you're to... You're thinking a... about the importance of every single play? Yeah. 
I'm not just thinking about the importance of every single play. Every time I'm passing, I'm looking to pass to your best hand, your best foot. I'm looking to pass to you in a position where you won't get intercepted by an opponent. So I've got to pass that ball to the opposite side to where you're being marked. Right. All of those things, they're minute details, but they're the details that get you success beyond the other team where they're just trying not and they're new to the system. You do it and you work and that becomes a positive because everybody's thinking the same way. That's why the teams that succeed are managing at that much of a level. That's a lot of pressure, man. No, it's not. It's something you thrive on. It's something that once everybody gets to think mentally and tune in on, that's where you get success. So to you guys out there, do you hear how, see, this is the difference between a <laughs> former professional athlete and a comedian. I'm like, that's a lot of pressure. He's like, no, no, it's not. I'm like, yes. I sound like yes, that? Yes, it is. <laughs> you sound I, a little bit like that. I sound... I'm still working on my Gary. Don't worry. Right, I'm still right. working on my Gary. All I'm going right. to get it. I'm not going to unveil it until it's ready. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I'll end up sounding like the butler from Downton Abbey or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. All right. So we asked one NBA championship winner. But why ask one when you can ask two? Dr. J, your thoughts on playoff success, please. We spoke to Rashid Wallace and I said, the pain of, of getting so close and not succeeding, did you use it? And then, apart from scoring more points, is there a secret to success in the playoffs? I, I think uh, one for all, all for one, you know, having unity, solidarity. Uh, you know, in the early years in Philly, I don't, I don't think we had that. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we had some guys after film sessions, you know, they were waking up when the projector got turned off and the lights came on, <laughs> or whatever. But those guys, you know, never came back and made it back to the finals. And the guys who made it to the finals, were the ones who paid attention to detail, who were alert, and who were physically maybe less talented than the earlier teams, you know, but more committed more to committed. being champions. Wow, he kind of went on what you just said, there man. He's like, it's really about the attention to detail. It's, yeah. you know, to paying attention to the tiny little things. Because if, if it was that easy, Everybody would win. No, that's not true. You're still a professional sport. See, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is the mentality. If it was that easy, first of all, it's not that easy. No, okay? exactly. And so I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not that easy just to play. Like, you, you, it's, it's funny because I, I, like, every professional uh, athlete that I've met, you guys all have the same mentality. Like, yo, this is just what we do, but you're unaware of the fact that you're in a, like, point. O2 global percentage of the population. Okay, let me then see. Let me then find let, let me take that to and fine tune it. Imagine you're a good pro of okay. whatever the situation is, basketball, football, baseball, soccer, whatever. But at the top of that particular game, mm -hmm. there are players that are unbelievable. Right. And that is where you have to keep chasing and you are going to have to put them out of the game. You're going to have to take away the game that makes them so good or you're going to have to feed them to make their game benefit you if they're on your team. So you are always operating in a certain way. You, you don't take it for granted, but your awareness of it should be something that's implanted into your thinking at an early age. I suppose you're mad at that guy. That happens. <laughs> By the way, do you think all teammates love each other? No, there's some guys punch each other's lights out in the locker room before, during and after games. However, the only thing that has to happen is the logic of you don't win, the team wins. 
See, so then, that comes first. So you see, have I'd to be the one thing. That see, I'm mad the, at you. Yeah. You know, I'm not passing you the ball. Exactly. That's yeah. right. I'm like, oh, that's no, happened in the game. Yeah, I'm like, you're going to have to apologize to me. You know what happened before the game. Okay. Now you say you're sorry, and maybe I'll pass you the ball. All right. Maybe. Oh, no, no. There's, there are <laughs> games that go on at the highest levels where one player will not pass to another player. On purpose, no matter what the situation, they they would rather kick the ball into the crowd, mm-hmm. throw it somewhere else. That person is not getting the ball. Guys, guys, we're not talking to LeBron, okay? <laughs> guys, just letting you know, we're not talking to LeBron. <laughs> See that if you did that with LeBron, LeBron will do one thing: give me the ball. Right? Yeah, he doesn't, because there's he the doesn't mantra. Need, yeah. There's the mantra, and. I had this discussion with somebody just the other day. Winners want the ball. Just, just the other day, LeBron, there's three seconds left on the clock. It's 95 apiece with the Pacers. LeBron just goes, give me the ball. He gets the ball. What happens? Drains it. Three points. 98, 95. Everybody goes home. And LeBron is jumping up on the umpire's table and he's thumping his chest at the crowd. And right. this is my house. Nice. Yes. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. When all the tactics, all of the psychology is done and you're level and there's three seconds left, you need your big guy to stand up. Well, guys, we're we're still not speaking to LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's going to have to mediate. It'll be me, won't it? Right, let's take a break. Oh, dear. Someone get me LeBron's agent. Right, um, right. when we come back... More Rashid Wallace, more Dr. J, and maybe a love-in between LeBron and Chuck. Who knows? Uh, back shortly. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Welcome back. I am Gary O'Reilly. And I'm Dr. J. And this is Playing Playing With Science. Science. Yeah, I'm actually Chuck Nice, okay? Sorry. Uh, we like you being Dr. J. So do I. Yeah, that's cool. It's good to be king. So, right, we, we put Chuck in a situation where he had to stand on a two-foot block of wood so as he could talk to NBA legend Rashid Wallace. So Chuck was back up there in the rarefied altitude of the bigs. Um, this time, Chuck was getting tips on life and not just how to get down. Yeah. What is the basketball mindset for life? So take you on the court. Oh, I like this question. Pull up, pull you out of the court into life. What is the mindset from the game that you see and have to use every day? Um, take care of your body. Really? Take care of your body from the time when you're a young fella. Just think about it. When you're in high school, that's when you really start working out. Right. You know, no matter what you're doing, no matter the sport, 
and you continue that in your collegiate career and you continue that in your pro career. But some people think that, okay, once that athlete retires, then it just stops. Like, I don't have to work out no more. Habits. No. Still got to work out. You still got to keep it in shape. And in turn, it lifts you up for, for that day. So if I get up early in the morning and I get a good workout in, well, then I'm ready to attack or challenge whatever work options that I have in front of me. Well, I, I did not expect that at all. I know, but he gave you – he just opened straight up and went, this is it. This yeah. is how I see it. Now, everybody sees it differently within a certain bandwidth. They're all the same. But that was his, that was his take. So That's let me, let me ask it. you then, what, what did you take from professional soccer into your life? What is, a, is there a, I don't know, a philosophy, a, 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 a mantra, a, you, a, a particular uh, everyday train of thought that stays with you on a daily? Um, stick at it. Keep going. Keep working. Keep thinking that you've got to do something. Keep moving. The game evolves. You have to evolve with it, which means you have to keep working to keep up. The older you get, the more experience you have. You utilize that, bring it back, fold it into what you're doing. You're always growing. You're always trying to step upwards because you know as you get older, your body's going to start to kind of come backwards and you're going to have to pick up the slack to go forwards with it. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I think you see a lot of people say that about, um, uh, what's his face? Oh, yeah, Tom Brady. Um, You're back on the Brady thing. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, I mean, you know, hey, granted, he's the greatest quarterback oh, of all time. For sure, I'm not yeah. going to say, no, you know, no, for sure. but a lot of people are just like, he might play until he's like 50 because he's, you know, he knows how to, he knows how to play the game differently as an older player. Well, know? there's quarterbacks, I mean, as much as I know, you can be the best, most athletic quarterback in the world, but if you've got a defensive line that doesn't protect you, yeah, you're not going to last very long. No, absolutely. And uh, it only takes like one twenty-year-old uh, defensive lineman mm -hmm. uh, to break through that and wants put to you make a your, name for themselves. Yeah, put you yeah. on your back, and then it's just like, yeah, maybe I should go home and be with my supermodel wife and like spend all this money instead of being out here looking stupid at age forty, whatever. So I'm just saying that's my that's my internal dialogue. I'm sensing I'm jealousy. No, I'm, I'm sensing saying, this is a little sprinkling no, I'm not of jealousy. That maybe Tom Brady thinks that way. You know, I'm just saying that maybe I would think that. way. No, I think Tom Brady. Tom yeah. Brady cannot exist. And we go back to sort of like Dr. J and Rashid. He cannot exist without being unbelievably professional mm -hmm. and bringing every cognitive skill to play because he knows. I mean, he looks in the mirror. He knows he's 40, not 20-something. Right. So he's thinking, right, how do I keep myself in the best position to protect me? He's got every spider sense going yeah uh, as well as one of the best defensive lines in front of you know so he's just got to have all of that going in the same place and his his coach knows that's my that's my crown jewel i'll do whatever it takes to protect him well you better sell those jewels all right <laughs> okay keep an eye on ebay is all we can say right because chuck and uh rashid were new bezies uh it was time for that that question yeah name your best ever starting five but before we get there you've got two minutes just two minutes jot down who you think the starting five is that he will choose no going via the fridge and taking like two hours and coming back later two minutes you've got then we're going to run the tape run that tape go on then i need from you a starting five of all time anybody from across the history of basketball and you you got to put yourself on the team though all right, oh, now, wow. but you can change any uh, position you want to play, okay? So you um, don't just have to play your position. You can change any position you want right, to play. All right, okay, make it easier. Your, I need you. Let's go with a six. 
then okay, you can we'll play yourself then, then the man that you would oh, swap wow, in and out. Hard. So we, starting five and a, and a six man. Who would your six um, man be? Wow, that's hard, man. That's a tough that's, one, ain't it? Yeah, you yeah. and I aren't in it. I would say, okay, my starting center got to be the captain. Okay. Okay. Right. Kareem. Um, my starting point, I would have to go with John Stockton. Wow. Oh. Plays D and he gives up that ball. Wow. Um, Interesting. My two guard, I would say, would be between Mike and the big O. Okay. Uh, the big O was aggressive in his day, and he did a lot of amazing things as well. Um, the three, for sure, is that gentleman over there. Of course. Uh, Dr. Dr. J. Dr. J. For sure. Um, the four, my four man will probably be Maurice Lucas. Um, Maurice Lucas was the hell of a defender, grabbed some rebounds, and he was a bruiser. He didn't take no crap. He's a banger. Um, okay. Wow, six man is hard. Uh, sheesh. Because it takes a lot for a six man. You got to come off the bench, know the yeah, game, yeah, scoring, right. you got defense. Hmm. I don't know. That six man would be hard. Chuck Nice. He said Chuck Nice. Chuck Nice. There you go. You know, Maybe Coop. Strong, strong power forward <laughs> slash shooting guard slash point guard out of Philly. There you mm -hmm. go. Man, that was easy. That was easy. <laughs> Wasn't it just? Rashid, <laughs> Yo, what a man. pleasure. What an honor. Thank Seriously, you, sir. Thanks thank so you. much, brother. Appreciate sure, you. All day. Yeah, all, man, day. Thank all day. You, thank you. <laughs> we didn't make it. Well, we kind of-ish. You yeah, made it. I made it on the six, man, you know. Try uh, to get Michael Cooper in there. Listen, I'll take pity wherever I can get it. I can't tell you how much pity sex I've had in my life. So, <laughs> makes me no difference. Oh, anyone else feel uncomfortable hearing that? Was <laughs> <laughs> it just me? <laughs> you know what I don't, what I can't believe is that he didn't put LeBron on the all-time list. See, that's what the older players do, man. The guys that have been around, they're just like, nah, you got to wait. Like, you got to do your time, and then we can put you in history. But it's so weird that he, he got, did not he, put LeBron think, even as the sixth man. Yeah. Do you I, think he got sat down and was told to wait before he got sort of a hint? I'm sure. Yeah, mm. I mean, that's normally how it goes. But, I mean, I can see Oscar Robinson. He said the big O. I can definitely see, of course, Jordan's on there. John Stockton, though? I mean, well, listen, but he's talking about a point guard. So, yeah, I mean, that's a guy who knows how to pass see, the ball. Stockton, I mean, Stockton may not be the fan's favorite, right. but I think he's one of those guys – He's a if you're a player, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you, if you played with him or you played against him, right. you knew if you, were, if you were in a schoolyard, pick him. Right. Yeah. He's just one of those guys. You yeah, just... I kind of like Pistol Pete Maravich, too. I mean, if you're going to play that, somebody who knows how to pass a ball like that. But, I'm, but forget that. Here's the deal. It was an unfair question. It is. It's an unfair question because it doesn't make, you know, it's, it's impossible to ask. I mean, to answer. You it's can't, subjective. Yeah, it's he, completely subjective. You can't, you can't, you can't say question. Rashid Wallace's answer is wrong. Right. Because it's his it's answer. It's his answer. And I, hopefully uh, you've got somewhere in that kind of ballpark as far as uh, names are concerned with starting five and possibly a six. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, as long as Chuck Nice was on your list, then your list was perfectly okay. You see, set you up for that. There you, there go. you go. Right. Right. Before we close out the show, we cannot, cannot leave without letting Dr. J have the final say. So uh, who is the Dr. J of today? This is the big man's thoughts. All right, let me ask you one last question. When you look at the game today, mm -hmm. is there a player in your mind where you say, man, that, that kid reminds me of a young Julius Irving? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I've been asked the question a number of times and I, when, I, when I see Kawhi Leonard play, when he's at his best, 
I mean, I think that that guy is he's a reflection of how I used to play and how I used to see myself play. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's Dr. Awesome. J, thank you. All right. Such no, a pleasure. pleasure. Thank you, sir. Right. Yeah, talking man. to you guys. Without a doubt. Thank you, right. man. Thank you. And he sees, he's not turned his back on the game. He's still got a love. I know he's been involved with coaching, Dr. J. And yeah. you've got that feeling through Rashid and through Dr. J that they're still emotionally connected. Yeah. Absolutely. Still oh, God, very yes. thoughtful, very deep in the modern game and not just walked away and, and seen it cold. They're still very much part of it. And uh, their awareness... Of, of what's going on. Their awareness of all of the aspects and dimensions mm -hmm. of the game are still there. I mean, with the next show, with part two, when we get into the basketball shoe technology, from memory, they have some very, very interesting stories. Yeah. Dr. J was involved in an awful lot during the 70s and 80s. Absolutely. In shoe development with Converse. He's practically a shoe designer. Yeah. yeah. And then Rashid, well, he's Philly. And you know what that means. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Bad attitude. No, I'm joking. Sorry, Philly. <laughs> no, it means a certain edginess, which I think as a competitive elite athlete, particularly NBA, vital component. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this was a fun show, man. It was. Yeah. I'm so Our pleased. Our first clip show. Yeah. Hey. I mean, and I'm so pleased that we got this unrivaled, unparalleled access to amazing athletes like Dr. J and Rashid Wallace and we're grateful for everybody for doing that um, yeah well it's quite simple today I've been Gary O'Reilly and I've been Chuck Nice and this has been Playing With Science don't forget part two of our basketball miniseries up very very soon Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.